0: Welcome to Research Uncensored, a podcast by Research FDI, your trusted investment attraction and business intelligence partner. Join me, Bruce Tackethman, and my co-host, Amber Hunter, as we bring you behind the scenes with economic development professionals around the world.
1: We're going to find out the real stories behind the project wins and get to know some of the top players in the game today. We would like to thank the Next Move Group for sponsoring today's podcast. Next Move Group helps small to medium-sized companies, communities, and organizations create economic growth through executive searches that assist economic development organizations with hiring quality EDO professionals. They also provide site selection services to manufacturers, in addition to a suite of products designed to help organizations be successful.
0: Welcome to another episode of Research Uncensored. Joined today by my co-host, Amber Hunter, and our special guest, the CEO of Consultant Connect, and Southwest Michigan First, and the IDC Chairman of the Board, Jonas Peterson. Welcome to the program. How are you doing?
2: Hey, Bruce. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Amber. Uh, it's so great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. It's a mouthful
0: with all those titles, but I'm happy we've <laughs> been able to spit that out.
2: <laughs> it's a
0: lot. Try
2: and stay busy. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So obviously, we've known each other for over a, over a decade. And I know uh, you, unlike many other economic developers, you're Your goal coming out of college was to become an economic developer. How did you decide that economic development was going to be your passion? It was going to be your professional choice?
2: Great, great question. Uh, And so happy to dive into that. But even before, can I just take a minute and and just say... uh, Thanks for having me, Bruce. You are one of my favorite people in uh, in the entire economic development profession. Uh, you are making a massive impact. I love what your team is doing at Research FDI. I love how you give back. Uh, it shows, and it's just a pleasure to call call you friends. So thanks for having me, and and uh, happy to happy to dive in. So I'll make sure I say that, and then uh, and then to answer your oh, question. I'm, bl- I'm, I'm blushing now. Yeah, so sweet, so <laughs> nice. Wow, <laughs> all true, all true. Um, all right, so you were asking like how did I how, how did I get into the profession? Uh, I am I'm one of those anomalies. So many people come into economic development from another career path. Uh, for me, I, I, I chose it early on. And so you know my story is um, um, it starts out at North Dakota State University. So I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm studying agricultural economics. Uh, I'm supposed to take over the family farm. Like that is, uh, that is the goal at the time, but uh, I, I really don't know what I want to do with my life. Uh, and somehow uh, I get elected student body president at North Dakota State University, and it leads to experiences that absolutely changed my, my life. Um, our university was building out a research and technology park at the time. And I met uh, a gentleman who was an economic developer. His name was Tony Grinberg. I doubt he even remembers me or the conversation, um, but he was so enthusiastic about the work of economic development, impact on students, how we changing how it's changing the uh, a region and the university, creating new jobs. At that point, uh, I I just had one of those epiphany moments. I remember thinking to myself, "This is incredible, and I can't believe you actually get paid to do uh, to to do that work." So I was, I was hooked, uh, and I knew I wanted to be an economic developer, and really at that point, from that point on, I've put all my energy into you know, education, training, trying to be the best uh, economic development leader I can, and I've really been kind of blessed along the way and had some great opportunities.
1: That's interesting. I, and you mentioned that you were an anomaly, but I think we're seeing more today that young adults um, going into university are aware of economic development. That's an, actually a career path that they can take. Do you have any advice for younger people that are considering it in terms of what programs to study or what to get into to kind of lead to a path in this industry?
2: I love it. Uh, you, know, We have economic development is one of the most impactful, most rewarding professions out there. It just simply is, um, but, but I agree. Too few young people even realize that, that it's an option for them to uh, pursue. This is improving, it's a, you know, and there's some great programs out there at the college level. Um, you know, Shout out to Penn State. Oxford has a great program, Southern Miss. There's great tr- executive training programs at Harvard and Stanford and others. Um, so we're, we're maturing as a, as a profession. You know, my advice to you know, young people or really anybody in the field that's kind of just getting started out, you know, start with IEDC. We've got incredible training programs. It's a great way to get a feel for the overall profession. Economic Development Institute is uh, awesome. And if you're really looking to shake things up, you want to challenge the status quo, kind of push your leadership capacity. Our our team at Consultant Connect is relaunching a a program around the next generation of leaders. That's, it it is uh, very custom. It's a group of about 20, so it's kind of exclusive, Um, but look for that opportunity coming up uh, this fall.
1: Excellent, I think you mentioned that, you know, that gentleman really spearheaded your direction into economic development. Um, I think mentorship is paramount, you know, in establishing the next generation of leaders. Would you have any advice for your colleagues in terms of telling them to embrace mentorship or telling young people to seek out a mentor?
2: Yeah, I, so I, I'm passionate about lifting up that next generation of leaders. Uh, and the longer I last in this profession, the more of a focus that uh, that, that that seems to be. Hey, here's what's, what I think is interesting. Um, You know, when when I started out, so first getting into economic development, I assumed incorrectly uh, that uh, economic developers were way more competitive than we actually are. I didn't realize how collaborative economic development leaders around the country really um, would be. So so here's the cool thing. Once you you get into the world of economic development um, there. Uh, there is a network around your region, around the country, even internationally of um, economic development professionals that are more than willing to share best practices, collaborate, and lift up that, that next generation of, of leaders. So my advice is uh, is to really seek out not only formal mentors, but it, it doesn't have to be like a one, one time per month ongoing formal mentorship. I love informal mentors. And some of, uh, I, I think there's huge benefits to just seeking out, find that economic developer leader that is doing something amazing in your city, in your, in your region, reach out to them, uh, read their annual reports, find the who's winning awards, uh, look for best practices, reach out to them and have a conversation. Uh, ask them what challenges they're working on, what they're doing that could be replicated, uh, that is awesome in their organization. Find those leaders, reach out to them, and I think you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised that they're, they're willing to share and probably help you along your career path uh, uh, along the way. Um, so many people just love it when you reach out and want to help others uh, uh, along the way. It absolutely amazes me how generous our profession is.
0: Absolutely. Now back to kind of your your career path. So you've you've been leading economic development organizations since your 20s. Really, you've uh, started off in Mojave, Arizona, then in Santa Clara, California, then LVGA in Vegas. Uh, So you've been really running economic development organizations probably 15, 20 years. What would you tell your younger self about uh, leadership and any advice to economic developers looking to run organizations in their 20s?
2: You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I guess I'd start with, uh, you know, how we how we hire and what we look for in that, um, you know, up and coming leaders. And so my hiring philosophy is really simple. I, I look for people who are humble, hungry and smart. It, it's, it really is that that simple I with the goal of being that, that perfect team player. There's a great book by uh, Pat Lencioni um, that focuses specifically on that team leadership dynamic and, and uh, kind of builds out those three qualities. But I think if you do that, um, you end up with, with amazing teams. Now, in order to be successful in, in economic development, you need that base of knowledge. Uh, you need to be able to speak the language, know the programs, know the resources. Um, know the the landscape uh, of economic development not everybody has that but I think in order to last you need that firm foundation you can get that through education training you can get get it through experience Um, but ultimately your level of success is going to be determined by leadership ability and so my advice would be uh, especially if you're early on in your career Seek out every possible opportunity you can find to lead teams. It's not about pay. Uh, uh, Look for volunteer opportunities. And every city, every region, there are places to plug in. There are opportunities to uh, lead or even start your own brand new organization. If you can't find an existing opportunity that fits, volunteer, Um, It's not about the pay early on, it's about the experience and your leadership will improve over time. If you look for those opportunities and ultimately your level of success is going to be determined by your leadership capacity. So put everything you can into growing that skill set.
0: Speaking of volunteering, you are the, as mentioned, the IDC chairman of the the board for about. 50 members, leading 50 members on that board, uh, helping direct IEDC in this pivotal time. You're also the, as mentioned, the C, uh, current president of Southwest Michigan First and the leader of Consultant Connect. How do you balance all these positions? And uh, you, you also have a family. Uh, how do you really balance all three of these major positions at once?
2: Yeah, in, interesting question. You know, it's uh, uh, I love the the work of economic development, the organizations I'm involved in. Uh, there's a, there's a great, great quote out there. I I think it's Mark Twain and he, uh, he says, you know, find what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Uh, That resonates with me. Like it's definitely work, but it's so enjoyable along the way that, um, you don't really think about it as work. You think about it as another opportunity. And when there's passion there, when there's that desire, everything gets easier. Um, you know, at, uh, what makes it possible though, like passion, you're motivated you need incredible teams, uh, and, and that makes the work possible. Um, at IEDC, we we um, we benefit from a fairly long succession plan for the chair role. A lot of people don't realize that you you got years to prepare for being uh, chair of, of IEDC. That makes it a little bit more manageable because you know it's it's coming up, and you can hopefully um, try and free up enough time, especially during that year of, of being chair. And trend, we transition really well as a board at IEDC. And then at uh, Southwest Michigan First, you know, just an incredible team. Uh, in fact, I, I think it's the best overall uh, team that I've ever had the pleasure, uh, pleasure of working with and, and for. They, they make me look awesome and our board embraces this idea of adding value not only in our market, but through Consultant Connect around the country and encourages participation and leadership roles in organizations like IEDC. So you, when you have a really great support system, um, you know, it, it becomes easy to lead groups. And, and hey, speaking of support system, um, my my family, and really my wife, Leah, is my ultimate mentor. Uh, I, I, along the way, we got two great boys, Ethan and Lincoln, and uh, you try and balance it out the best you can. So they get. Uh, if I do have any free time, it sure uh, is enjoyed with my my family a- along the way, and they make it all worth it, all 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 fun. So we try and find things we can all all do together, and hopefully it balances out at the end of the day. And you do the best you can.
0: You said Southwest Michigan first was by far the best team you ever led. You, you know Jared listens to this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: got to give a shout out to uh yeah to to Jared um we had a, an, an awesome run in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance and uh, uh yeah he, Jared's one of my favorite people on the on the planet and uh and a, is a, an amazing leader in, in our profession so huge props to Jared Smith so
1: Yes, we see that you're very busy. Um, I'm interested to know, since you've taken over the helm of Southwest Michigan First and Consultant Connect, have there been any major directional changes or new paths that you've sort of set the organization on?
2: Well, I've got uh, just over a year in at Southwest Michigan First. We spent year one, um, uh, we put a lot of time into building out a new strategic plan. Um, We do have some really exciting shifts where we're really uh, working to unite regional partners, generate some massive wins for our market. Um, We actually just had one the other week with Ford announcing a massive battery manufacturing plant in Southwest Michigan. Um, There's more good news coming, but um, it was a lot of planning in in year one for Southwest Michigan first. At Consultant Connect, Carla, Nick, Cynthia, the, the team, they're absolutely crushing it. Uh, they keep growing and uh, have um, just a jam-packed schedule. A lot of it's already sold out for 23 of Consultant Connect events. But I will say, um, if you haven't signed up, um, take a look at Atlanta coming up this year for economics. Um, and uh, it, yeah, exciting event coming up in November. You want to be inspired and develop some great relationships with site selectors and some of the best of the best in our industry. Um, I would say check that out because uh, I got some cool stuff happening at Consulting Connect.
0: You know, I really believe Consulting Connect is what is one of the most fun events of the year. Um, you have you combine uh, I guess a traditional economic development conference with inspiring speakers and it's really well attended and, and it's fun. So I really I really enjoyed. I think everyone should attend. You have a chance to meet site selectors, but also get inspired. It's also positioned kind of at the end of the year. So you kind of need that inspiration going into the next year. So I would encourage everyone to sign up to Consulting Connect. Uh, Just don't sign up before us because we want to make sure ticket tickets still available for us to sign up for it. And can I
1: add that I love it so that it's a Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday during the week. I, I don't know why that makes all the difference from other events that are on Mondays or a Sunday. The Wednesday Thursday feels like it's almost a bit of a party just to have it the end of the week. Um, I find that the way it's set up with, you know, the presses, but we're all the, 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 the speeches, but we're all in the same room. It just it has kind of a, a, a different vibe. And it, it makes it really exciting and an event that we wait for and look forward to every year. Um, speaking of Atlanta, are there any, maybe, tidbits you can share to kind of get the crowd excited for the upcoming uh, show?
2: Um, yeah, we, got, um, we do have some exciting plans this year. So we're going to be at uh, the Battery, home of uh, the Atlanta Braves. So we have an amazing location. It's Atlanta, so there's going to be some uh, incredible uh, food, a lot of celebration, if you want. Uh, a unique experience in economic development you want a little bit of best practices a little bit of being inspired a little bit of celebration uh, as we uh, end up the end of the year and a chance to make just some incredible relationships um you know then economics might be the might be the spot for you you should check it out
0: yeah as mentioned i think everyone should go to e- economics it's, it's a fantastic event uh switching gears to um IDC, what a year of transition for IDC with a new president, uh, Nathan Oley, uh, t- is kind of in his first year of leadership with a new strategic plan being conducted by IEDC. Uh, what are kind of some, some of the new challenges and opportunities facing IEDC at this pivotal juncture in the organization's history right now, in your opinion?
2: I think you're right. It, this is a unique, exciting, powerful time for our IEDC. We, uh, we are We're excited to have Nathan on board right leader, right time, um, and and then we're right in the middle of a, a, a strategic planning effort that, that truly is um, the most expansive in the history of our organization. So we're doing the deepest dive we have ever done at IEDC into what's working, what can be improved, where the strategic opportunities lie in our future. Um, uh, you know, th- we've been reaching out to hundreds of focus groups and one-on-one sessions. There's still time. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want to weigh in on the future of IEDC, um, please reach out. The team at EY and our uh, certainly our IEDC staff would welcome the, the input. Um, I, I do think you'll see some exciting initiatives in the upcoming year. Um, and uh, you know, I won't. Uh, it, it, we haven't fully built out the plan yet, so um, kind of more to come. But I, I will say, IEDC is the one organization that unites our entire profession globally. Now um, we've been, uh, you know, mostly focused on the U.S. I, I, you know, I think as we grow, there's a chance to grow internationally. I think we'll have more engagements and uh, uh, topics impacting the profession through policy and research. I think you're just going to see us continue to maximize value to members and and unite partners along the way.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, I think everyone, should, everyone in the profession should also consider attending an IDC event. I know there's one taking place uh, in Calgary. If you're Canadian, t- uh, consider attending the IDC uh, future forum. And if you're, uh, n- you know, g- near Dallas, September 17th to 20th, consider attending IDC annual in Dallas, uh, two great events. So, uh, we're pumped. And it's, it's also a great way to meet potential mentors and peer mentors, really learn about best practices. You could attend some great session, you know, and, uh, and, have, and have a little fun while you're at it. So I encourage everyone to, to attend IEDC events as well, if you can, and economics as well. You could, you could do a little bit of both, right?
2: <laughs> Knock them all out. Do both. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So last question for you. I guess, where do you see IEDC in five years? If, if, these, if all these changes come to fruition, where do you see the organization being in the next five, ten years, in your opinion?
2: Yeah, I, I think IDC is on a growth path. I think they're, you know, we we've themed this year the year of renewal. It Starts with that uh, strategic plan update, but it's renewing our capacity. You know, Nathan on board and, and the team, new um, board of directors that um, really is lifting up the organization, uh, new strategy, new approach um, that uh, really I think is an, it's an opportunity to to engage members that may have been a part of IEDC for a while, but are looking to take that next step up in terms of involvement or volunteering or leading an initiative. Um, We wanna increase the size, the scope, the presence of IEDC. We think there's uh, significant opportunities internationally. We think that we can make our programming more relevant, more meaningful. we think we can engage more partners and be that uniting force uh, that you look to, that everybody thinks of for for economic development. I think we're on our way, but we know we still got some more work to do.
1: Thank you so much, Jonas. Could you maybe tell our listeners how they can learn more about all three organizations that you head up?
2: Sure. You know, I, I hope we're easy to find for all three of those organizations, but. Definitely jump uh, on uh, the website for iedconline.org, consultantconnect.org, org, uh, or southwestmichiganfirst.com dot uh, com would be a great starting point. And I hope hope you do reach out. Um, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, would uh, would sure love to connect with you again. My I, I'm passionate about lifting up fellow economic developers and uh, and always looking to make new connections.
0: Jonas, we appreciate you coming on, and you're the first guest to ever have three jobs at once, but we, that's awesome, and we lo- look forward to seeing you back on the road at some point.
2: Hope to see you soon, Bruce. Look forward to it. Thanks, Amber. Really appreciate you guys having me.
0: Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us on the web at www.researchfdi.com, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter at Research FDI. Tune in next week as we have another guest from the economic development world.